A sentence is a complete thought. Uh, but what does that even mean? Welcome to episode nine of Primary Paradise Teaching. Understanding sentences, using subject and predicate to improve student writing. Understanding how to write complete sentences, knowing where to put punctuation between sentences to avoid run-ons and fragments, and understanding what makes a complete sentence is a difficult skill. This episode, we're going to dive into how we can use the concept of subject and predicate to teach our students how to write complete sentences which will hopefully keep your head from exploding during your next writing lesson. Let's get started. Subject and predicate. What's that? Do your students know what a subject and predicate is? My guess is probably not. However, today I'm going to share how using subject and predicate to teach our students about sentences will put an end to some common classroom frustrations. I'm talking about run-on sentences, missing punctuation, missing capital letters, fragments, or those dreaded story-long sentences where you don't even know where to start. Sound familiar? If so, keep listening. I promise you'll thank me. A sentence is a complete thought, but what the heck does that even mean? Last episode, I addressed very basic sentence writing, but today we're going to dive a little deeper. In English, sentence structure is an incredibly complicated thing. Students often struggle with understanding what actually constitutes a complete sentence, when a sentence ends, and how to edit their own sentences in their writing. Our students will often write run-on sentences or incomplete sentences if we don't teach them how to identify a solid, complete sentence. So what do we do? I know as a student, and even as a teacher, the go-to explanation is that a sentence is a complete thought. Um, okay, but what does that mean? I'm always a proponent for making learning concrete and relatable, and honestly, that description of a sentence is both vague and not at all concrete. The other issue with saying that a sentence is a complete thought is that it's just not true. Sometimes a sentence shares more than one thought. Sometimes a sentence does not complete a thought. However, Teaching students that sentences are made up of subjects and predicates and showing them how to identify each can give our students a roadmap as they are learning to write their own sentences and stories. A new way to teach complete sentences. When I realized that my second grade intervention group was very much struggling with understanding sentence structure, I took a step back and did some research. What I found was that we can use subject and predicate as a tool to help our students improve their own sentence writing. Here's exactly how to do it. I want to add a quick disclaimer, as I did with my last episode, that I do sell these lessons in my Teachers Pay Teachers shop and on my website. However, after listening to this episode, you will have all of the knowledge and tools you'll need to recreate these lessons and activities for your own classroom. First, we start with discussing nouns and verbs. Hopefully, this is simply a review, but to understand subject and predicate, students need to understand what nouns and verbs are. Be sure to also take some time to discuss linking verbs, or verbs that do not perform an action, but rather connect the noun to information about that noun. Examples of linking verbs are is, 
are, am, was, has, become, seems. Gallaudet University has a great definition that comes up when you Google, quote, action verbs and linking verbs explained, end quote. Once you review nouns and verbs, have students complete a sentence hunt to identify sentences. So, show students a mix of complete sentences. I like pie. My grandma drives a red car. And phrases that aren't complete sentences. Ran so fast or the big dog. This opens up a great discussion. How can we tell which groups of words were sentences? Students might say that it just sounded or looked right. This is a great segue into what exactly makes up a sentence. Next, I show students a what's in a sentence poster that breaks down sentences and explains that every simple sentence has four parts. Take a moment to connect subject with the noun part of the sentence, the who or what. Then connect predicate with the verb part, the action, what the subject is doing. I teach this with a chant and hand motions, which is a great way to use muscle memory for a tough concept. It comes in handy later on when the students are writing their own pieces. Here is the chant and hand motions I use in conjunction with a poster for reference. Every sentence, spread both arms and hands out. Starts with a capital. Make a C with the left hand. Has a subject points to yourself with the thumb, has a predicate, swing arms vigorously as if running, ends with punctuation, make a fist with the right hand. On the poster, I include colored circles on the left with matching words in this order. Green circle at the top, capital. Yellow circle, subject. Orange circle, predicate. Red circle, punctuation. If you can't picture what I just described, picture a stoplight, but with an orange light between the yellow and red colors. Next, I have students color code their own anchor chart as I discuss the colors we associate with each part of the sentence. We're essentially using a stoplight analogy since it's a very familiar symbol for students. The capital letter is green because it's the beginning of the sentence. Your students probably already associate green with go. The subject is yellow. The predicate is orange as we're nearing the end, and the punctuation is red because that's where the sentence stops. This coding also goes along with the color green and red coding I introduced when we taught simple sentences that we discussed last episode. Next, students need to look at examples and practice color coding. This is important because even with simple sentences, there are varying lengths and types of subjects and predicates. In this activity, I like to take students from a very simple two-word sentence and slowly expand both the subject and predicate. This is an activity I recommend completing together. It's a perfect we-do activity. Take it slow. Discuss, observe, be aware of errors students make, and discuss again. So, for example, the sentence might progress like this. She runs. The girl runs. The girl runs fast. The tall girl runs fast. The tall girl runs fast on Tuesdays. Take your time with this because giving students this foundation with identifying the parts of these sentences will eventually translate into their own writing. You'll be able to use the color coding for them to check their own writing and eventually 
they won't need to color code. They'll be able to simply look for the parts in each sentence. As an aside, if you have students who are colorblind, color coding might not work for them. Instead, you could have them label the different parts G, Y, O, and R. Practicing sentences with gradual release. From here, I like to have students complete cut and paste subject and predicate puzzles, or if we're working digitally, drag and drop. Looking at subject and predicate in isolation like this is an easier step towards independence. They can connect the subjects and predicates for various sentences, and then I also have them color code as well. Be sure to remind students that the first part of the puzzle will be the subject and the second is the predicate. Next, students can move to identifying the subject and predicates on their own in sentences through color coding. We can work on this a little bit each day as students are learning this skill. Giving them one sentence as a warm-up each day is a great option. Lastly, students can identify subject and predicates in a short paragraph and then finally write their own short story and color code it to check for their subjects and predicates. Have them swap with a partner and share. I also like to throw a partner puzzle in there somewhere. It can be used before students do their own subject and predicate puzzles, while you're introducing subject and predicate, or really any time. Not only is it great to practice, but it also gets your students up and moving. I also recommend having students, once they find their partner, color code their sentences and glue them together to display in the classroom. What about questions and compound and complex sentences? For the sake of simplicity and not causing confusion, I only address simple sentences when introducing this concept. While students might write compound sentences in their writing, and hopefully they do, adding in questions and compound sentences when first learning subject and predicate can be incredibly overwhelming. However, these same principles apply to compound and complex sentences. If and when they come up in your class, you can still use the chant, color coding, and rhyme. The main goal of this activity is to teach students about subject and predicate. This will ultimately help them improve their own writing. So I've taught subject and predicate, now what? The thing about using this method to help your students improve their writing is that you can use this all year long. As students are editing their work, encourage them to make sure each sentence has all four parts. Have students color code their sentences if needed. The English language is incredibly complex, and this is one way to make it easier for our students to be successful when they're writing their own sentences.